Alright, welcome everybody to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast, episode 23. This is Thor, and today I'm here with... Fat Gamer Jeff. Doc. And Sasquatch Senpai, soon to be a Catboy Femboy VTuber. <laughs> God damn it. See, I was trying to double all that up together and say it, but oh, I'm like, I'm too, I'm too Is, far out are, there. Are we actually recording? Correct. That's that's correct, yes. We've begun. <laughs> that's usually how this works, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> well, recently, no, Jeff. That's, no, it's no, not. You're right. You're right. Two episodes so, ago, that was not the case. Even last episode, it wasn't the case. No, no shit. Are you I'm, serious? <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, remember, we had to do like three takes in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I mean, I'm, think, I'm thinking that last one was... Uh, when I worked that whole fucking week, but no, you're right. Oh, right. that was that the one was before, before we didn't record either. <laughs> yeah. Oh my fucking god, are you serious? <laughs> you stayed so, up for no hmm. reason. <laughs> hey, I just I just came to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> so the final PS5 update. So by the time uh, this releases onto our podcast stations it will be less than a week uh until we see the ps5 uh release and so there's not going to be really any uh a lot of news coming through on it so we have a couple few things to wrap up um the first thing that's stirring a lot of news lately is that the unofficial ps5 plates uh face plate sellers have had to pull back due to a complaint from Sony. Uh, yeah. What was it? PlayStation Five was their original yeah. name, which they had to change. What they change it to? Uh, customizemyplates.com. And now it's changed to refunds for all. Hmm. <laughs> um, Yikes! I, seems like a, a weird thing for Sony to crack down on. Uh, well, I guess we'll get cheap imported Chinese ones. <laughs> my my theory is that they're kind of cracking down on it because they're going to brand out their own official ones. I figure part of the reason that they made them the way they are to where the plates can come on and off, which they can with the remotes too, is because they want to end up selling faceplates to make more money off of it later. And so they probably are trying to stamp out competition early right now while they can so that you know when – they roll oh. them out. It's the official Sony PlayStation face plates that swap in and out. That's the, that's the best I can come up with anyway. I mean, that's the same thing I was thinking. Technically, uh, to make a peripheral for something like that, you need a license anyway. So like Razer or Logitech or I don't think Logitech makes console controls anymore, but Razer makes a, a bunch of them. You have your mm-hmm. other PlayStation ones. They're technically licensed. They purchase those licenses to sell the products. So that's actually, you know, tested everything. Um, plate station plates, whatever. Um, they probably did not have said license to begin with. Um, mm. I'm sure somewhere down the road they'll be able to to get a license to make them. It just seems weird that that probably wasn't an option, or it might have been an option and they refused and were told, "Well, nope, now you can't do it." Mm. And it looks like um, PS5 has been confirmed to come with an HDMI 2.1 cable, and it has 120 FPS out of the box, uh, possible with games that support it, that is. Um, and importantly, the TV. Yeah, and, and TV, of course you have to have a TV with 120 <coughs> refresh rate at least, so. A monitor. Yeah, yeah. So that's For the nerds out there. 
Yeah, so th- <laughs> that's pretty neat. Um, what else? In PS5 news, uh, Target has confirmed that they will have PS5 consoles on launch day. I'm sure lots of retailers are going to follow, so those of you who bought one for $900 on eBay, you're an idiot, and I told you you were idiots. Doc and I are planning to go uh, riot on launch day and take a PS5, so you're welcome to <laughs> <laughs> uh, Since our political beliefs are being suppressed... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we'll meet somewhere in the middle, Jeff. That way you don't have to travel as far. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Gas might be cheaper than buying one. Who knows? One, one thing to note <laughs> about be. the uh the Target consoles in store is you have to have pre-purchased from Target for them to sell you one. Mm. So it's pretty much just uh, on reserve well, for you. If, even the stores that don't have them day one, I guarantee a week later they're going to have stock in. So you're paying hundreds of dollars of a premium to have it like a week ahead of time at best. I, I just don't see it being like some huge limited like, oh, no, you're going to have to wait a year before you can get one. I don't just don't see that being the situation. But I guess we'll see. Um, Didn't they do that with the Xbox 360 as well? They had the pre-launch. Mm-hmm. Or maybe no, it was the original no, Xbox. Yeah. <clears throat> the only other thing we have in PS5 is they've been, and we we shared this on our Facebook page. Um, uh, they shared an image of what the dock looks like for the DualSense charging station, and it basically looks like a little miniature PS5, which is kind of funny. I don't know if you've seen the photo of it, but it's fucking hilarious. <clears throat> oh, um. The uh, hard drive size was actually confirmed to be disappointingly oh, yes. small as well. Yes. The hard drive size is indeed tiny. Um, so you're definitely going to want to get a uh, expandable internal storage for it or external storage. Either one the, still, as far as I know, the only whitelisted ones are those Western Digitals. So uh, there's sure to be more coming out. But yes, they, they did 100% confirm that you'll have Dick for... Uh, storage space starting out. Um, let's you see. know, I feel real packed with all this talk about tiny hard drives and dick. Like, <laughs> what are we trying to get out here, boys? You know, I do have two kids, so something works. That ain't about dick size, bro. That's about <laughs> no, swimmer <what>? speed. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, size doesn't matter. 667 gigabytes, though. That's That's not good that's, that's even no, for even for a solid right state, that's yeah well and then that's that's another thing we're talking about just a little bit is that uh uh cold war is supposed to take 133 gigs right off the bat just for cold war this is that we're not talking about putting warzone on here hey man well you're gonna install just warzone now i mean that's only that's 200 true gigs. yeah but like <laughs> oh my fucking and, and anyone listening I highly recommend you do not get don't Cold get War, Cold Black War. Ops Cold War. Please don't. It's awful. Make Activision learn. <laughs> uh, one more thing about the PS5. Uh, mm. There's a user on Twitter. Uh, it's at Broken Games HDR. Uh, he posted a video that um, the DualSense controller works on the Nintendo oh, Switch. Oh, yeah. Oh, but it yeah, doesn't yeah. work on the PS4. So <laughs> it works on the works... Nintendo Switch. It works uh-huh. on the PC. It works on the PS3. Oh, right. That's right. And <laughs> not the PS4. the PS4. Yeah, that's, that's, <clears throat> that's a real slap in the face right there. My guess would be um, the lack of a touchpad. 
because that uh, center pad is yeah is okay. that even a, yeah so yeah that, that's a good point to bring up because i didn't know that i thought i i just generally thought that it had a touchpad because i'm already used to the ps4 controller oh it doesn't have a touchpad yeah i didn't know that i thought it did I think I mean, the, I just pad, the, the shape is different, so it's probably used in different ways. Oh, you don't have the same sort of control over it. Yeah, if it, okay. the touchpad is probably just yeah way different. And so PS3, they can just turn the touchpad feature off or just map it to the select button or something. So I'm that yeah. I don't well, know. PS3 didn't have a touchpad. No, but it, um, the touchpad it's just they could it's just a. Oh there yeah, because there's nothing. still a select. They just changed the no, because yeah. there was the names of it. Uh, Options yeah. and start or something. Yeah. So it looks like what's next on here? Um, kind of in that same vein of PlayStation Spider-Man Miles Morales has a new suit. Yeah, it's the uh, it's his suit from the movie Into the Spider Verse. Um, nice. So they animated to look like the suit from Into the Spider Verse. Um, the animations on it are a lot shoppier, like the uh, 24 frames per second they they uh, uh, produce the movie in. Um, when you hit stuff, it produces the onomatopoeia sound, so it goes pow, pow, kablam, stuff like that. Nice. Uh, you can turn off the choppiness, but it's just a really a really cool little thing that they they threw into the game. Um, there is a trailer you can look up to see it in action, and it does look really really good. Nice. It looks awesome. It's animated very well for the game. Um, it looks kind of wonky fitting in doing the the weird animated style, but it'd be cool if they just had like an entire filter of the, the movie into it because, God, that movie mm. was great. That movie was gorgeous. I'm glad <clears throat> you made me watch that when you made me watch that. <laughs> God, I took like six months to watch it too. <laughs> so also, um, Crash Bandicoot 4... Uh, is on sale right now. So Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, uh, is the deal of the week in the PSN store. So up until <laughs> November 11th, it's on sale for 45 bucks, which is 25% off. Um, and that's a really good buy, especially considering how new the game is. So that's definitely one to check out. Um, let's see. Then we already kind of talked about the Black Ops Cold War and the spaces requiring. I don't think there's really that much more to talk about with Cold War. I've personally lost complete fucking interest in it. Um, I'm not going to buy it. If I do want to add it to my collection because I like to, you know, have all of them, then I'll probably wait until it's uh, used in a year for 20 bucks or something because if I want to go through the campaign or something, but it's I'm, I'm not going to get it anytime soon so i mean the the trade the demo campaign uh level that they played at call of duty worlds looked fantastic well, yeah, um, it did look interesting it looked like a blockbuster movie but i don't but, i don't but there's no time like w with multiplayer you got to get it right away to have a yeah. viable lobby with the campaign i can get whatever the fuck i want so yeah it's not worth purchasing early for no. the multiplayer let alone just playing through on the campaign yeah wait for the price drop if you want the campaign a year or two it'll be 20 bucks or less so that's when i would get it <laughs> three years probably yeah well uh, Activision man <laughs> well there's a ps4 copy of it though and the ps4 copy price is going to tank really quick with next gen games coming out if you've pulled on your ps4 that long sure well you could play ps4 games on the ps5 though <clears throat> that, one requires the up, that one requires the upgrade no you can still play the ps4 version of it without upgrading it to the ps5 
that's part of their like ad campaign on it is that um, even mm-hmm. if you buy just the PS4 version, you can still play it on the PS5. But it's moot to me, like I said, because I've lost total interest after seeing what was going on with the beta. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of low storage space, it looks like only 364 gigs will be the storage space actually usable on the Xbox Series S. Yeah. Um, the Series S was launching with a 512 gigabyte SSD, um, notably half of the Series X hard drive capacity. Um, 29% is lost to the OS. That is a oof, huge ass fucking oof. OS. Uh, what is that for? Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, what the hell, dude? Um, how big was the PS5s? 875? Uh, right. Sounds about right. It was yeah. eight, something. eight something, yeah. Uh, how much? How much was actually usable? Six sixty-seven. Whoa, Jesus! Yeah, the P the, the fucking next the PS5 OS is twenty-four percent. I think a lot Jesus. of it has to do right. with that because they they're they're claiming the you know almost no load times, and so there has yeah, to be like a lot of preloading cache going on. Yeah, that's got to be what that it is. That is part of the OS. That's still that eight, has though, to be man. what it is. Jesus. But hey, if that but, is a trade off uh, yeah. for essentially no load times, I'm okay with it. Well, I mean, it de- and it, uh, I mean, if we're talking what they actually advertise, like literally going from load screens that even on PS4 Pro were 15, 20 seconds going down to half a second to two seconds, then I'm on board. But if that's an exaggeration or like that, a, we did have that article in here that you didn't put in the uh, the itinerary because we can't really show a video via podcast, but the load times in it were incredibly fast, mm-hmm. like from the home screen to the game was instant. Then from the game into the from the main screen to the game was instant. So it was yeah. really incredibly fast. And that was running uh, Miles Morales. So, yep. so one of their flagship launch games. So one of the ones that is made to look as good as possible with the system it, when it launches. Exactly. As long as it's all on that part, it's not like, well, here's these five games that have awesome load times and everything else. You're fucked. Then. You know what I mean? So as long as there's not yeah. something like that, I, I'm okay with it, especially because I can add more storage into it if I need to. And that's one bonus is that, that you know, that's something we've been missing for a while is the ability to actually add internal storage to it um, legitimately. Right. Um, so also keeping on our Xbox track, they have confirmed that the Xbox fridge is real and they're even giving one away. Oh, I forgot to sign up for that, and it's too late. Ah, uh, damn. Wait, it's the fourth. It's the fourth. Yeah, I can yeah. still sign up. Nice. I'm signing up. I'll win a fucking Xbox fridge. I don't care. <laughs> Have me a free fridge. Is a free fridge. Can you watch the hub it- on it? I don't. I think it's just a fridge that looks like an Xbox. It's literally just a fridge. There's no. Sorry yeah. It, it literally just. God damn it. It's just a play on how the Series X looks like a fucking fridge. Oh, so it's uh, a, okay. So it's a, It just it's looks a, like a giant a Series X. Is all. It's, a, it's, it's just a big cube. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, a, <laughs> it's literally it's a, just a giant Series X that's a refrigerator instead of a console. It's literally. Well, you uh, can, they gave one to Snoop Dogg for some reason. <laughs> 4D meme. Um, and let's see. Halo Infinite director has left the project. Yeah, so this follows um, the game being delayed because they weren't happy with how it was looking at last gen consoles as well. 
Um, and this is with confirmation from Bloomberg. Um, Chris Lee was the director and uh, he was the second director on the game to leave the project within the last two years. Um, and he's been with 343 since 2008, which is when I believe they took over the Halo series when um, Bungie left uh, to join Activision, start working on uh, Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I have uh, and a quote, I have stepped back from Infinite and I am looking at future opportunities. I believe in the team and I'm confident they will deliver a great game. And now is a good time for me to step away. Um, hmm. So it could just be like most of the directing stage is done and he's just tired of working on the Halo series and wants to move on to something else. Uh, there could have been some creative differences somewhere. Um, it doesn't seem like it was anything, any any sort of rift between anyone any with a very cordial leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so Microsoft representative uh, said Chris Lee remains a Microsoft employee. And while he has stepped back from Halo Infinite right now, we appreciate all he has done for the project to date. Mm-hmm. So he's not leaving Microsoft. He's just leaving 343. So okay. um, it definitely doesn't seem like it's anything nefarious between him and Microsoft. It's just yeah. Something okay. probably wasn't working. There just wasn't a vision quite lining up, and that—that's that. Yeah. Um. See. So. <laughs> oh, this was epic. I saw this. Um. Three hundred seventy-five thousand-dollar box of Pokemon cards turns out to be a fake. <laughs> so. Uh. Why was it three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars? Um, it was I, I assume it was a, like a first edition unopened set or something. Dead. Yeah. Which any anyone who knows knows there are no unopened first edition sets left. Oh boy. Oh. Oh no. And didn't didn't dude have like a fucking ed- special advisor for like taking like uh, procuring his fucking cards? Uh, no idea. All I know is this is like all fucked. That's so bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know this is just because I follow TCGs rather closely. I play mm-hmm. a lot of magic, follow their uh, high end card market just because it's interesting to see if I have anything worth money and what the top and stuff going for. So these huge yeah. purchases are interesting to me. Um, but this was Logan Paul, the <laughs> infamous YouTuber. His uh, personal Pokemon advisor got yeah, so the- yeah, the advisor himself. God damn. Uh, I'm sorry. Could you repeat? Did you just say personal Pokemon? <laughs> yes. Personal Pokemon advisor. <laughs> and this is all around these the apparent Pokemon card bubble. Um, influencers and celebrities just buying random Pokemon cards, like rapper Logic buying the 180 plus grand foil Charizard. Jesus. So, yeah, I'm the, I'm the loser trying to ask for hmm. Sunday off. Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jake JB, the crypto king, green bomb, um, a cryptocurrency speculator, which is also rather a poor personal Pokemon advisor in this case. So, 
<laughs> so speaking of Pokemon, uh, we got some Pokemon Go updates. Uh, so those of you who haven't seen, they have the Halloween League that went, and it was kind of their foray into seasonal leagues, and it was actually pretty neat. It was a great league. They capped it at 1,500 CP, uh, but you could only pick certain Pokemon. It was kind of like a Premier League, um, and it was neat. And they've announced that Season 5 is going to be coming soon, so make sure that you uh, get your cup levels to or ranks where you want them. One thing I did know and I, I miss a lot of their uh, updates, so maybe I missed this somewhere. I didn't notice till I was playing, but they put some updates in the PvP that are really neat, and at least as it applies to switching, because now you can see your, the rest of your party's HP while you're battling, and you don't have to pull up a sub-menu to choose them. You can just click on them to switch, which has kind of a drawback. To, it's a benefit and a drawback. It's a benefit because you can switch much faster, but it's a drawback in that uh, a strategy that you could employ before was that you could pull that sub menu up while they were doing a special attack so that you could switch autom like instantly after the special attack was done. You can't do that anymore. Um, you just kind of have to be quick on the draw and hit that switch button. But overall, I think it's a good update. Um, do you have any thoughts on it, Doc? Have you, have you noticed that at all with the PvP? No, I haven't. You I should check it out. It's <laughs> they've they've had some smooth updates in PvP in the last couple of weeks. All right. So yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. And season five will be out, I think, week after next. So um, the next thing, just some small Elder Scrolls six updates. Not really updates, just more controversy on what's going to happen since uh, Microsoft bought it. Um, and it's just a quote from Todd Howard, and he said that it would be hard to imagine um, it being an Xbox exclusive. And I have to agree. I I just don't see Microsoft make like just completely barring it. I I wouldn't be surprised if they made it um, a like a timed exclusive. Uh, especially to kind of clap back against a lot of uh, PlayStation timed exclusives that they've been announcing, but I don't think they're just going to outright uh, make it an Xbox exclusive. I, I I don't see that happening, but. Yeah, there's such a discrepancy with the PlayStation install base right now, or, you know, the launch install bases at least. Mm -hmm. um, probably with the projected ps5 over xbox install base as well not just in the u.s but also worldwide mm -hmm. that it's just worth it to release it on there as well you'll yeah. probably have some weird microsoft exclusive stuff like i don't know oh yeah some housing bullshit i'm sure there'll be some housing in yeah. school six and i yeah i'm but sure there will and it probably won't be dlc in your house. it'll probably be standard or, but yeah. or or you can have an Xbox Series X fridge in your Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe oh, the Dwemer but... are back and kicking and making Xboxes. <laughs> oh, part of me almost hopes so. Just because if you can't be shit. Hey, Microsoft, and to listen, listen to people to bitch about it, if too. If you're listening to this, Microsoft, I want like a 0.01% <laughs> I think my favorite part about that will be listening to people complain about it if that happens. Straight They're up. They're gonna give you four Horse, months of X Xbox armor. Game Pass as you're give you. Yep. Oh man. So Shadowlands is gonna be arriving on November third. Twenty third. Twenty third, yes. It's already past like, November third. Did I give you the did I did we put the wrong article in here? Nope, this is the right one. Nope. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just read it wrong. Repatch has been out. Uh 
for a little bit, kind of pre-patch, pre-pre-patch technically. <laughs> and uh, finally, they gave us the launch date, November 23rd for Shadowlands, uh, you know, a week after the console launch date. <laughs> mm. Different player base, I'm sure, for the most part. Yeah. Um, pre-patch content is starting the 10th, so you'll have two weeks to do it. Um, you'll have like a you'll have a scourge invasion of Azeroth uh, focused around the cities, and then you'll have a counter assault on Ice Crown Citadel, and then you will be killed. Literally, <laughs> the, the entire point is you, your character dying and going to World of yeah. Warcraft Afterlife. Yeah. So um, you'll have three weeks of two weeks of that, one week of the scourge invasion, one week of the counter assault going there. Now, the 23rd, Shadowlands will be officially launched. I have a coworker who has been in COVID quarantine because his family keeps getting sick for two months, and he will enjoy playing this while I'm at work. Hmm. And he's uh, gambling. We play with him. Oh. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this time, he has leveled a character of every class to 50 already. Yeah, they, they made it. doesn't have to work. Yeah. I think someone's so, got it down to four hours, 50 minutes. Well, so yeah, November 23rd, you'll be able to go to Azeroth and then the Shadowlands themselves. Hmm. So if you're a WoW player, that's what you got to look forward to. So uh, Twitch suspends Dragon Force. <laughs> Twitch suspends Dragon Force guitarist for playing his own music. Yeah. Poor Herman Lee. Yeah, he's he's back up on Twitch. He got unsuspended. Um, oh my god! But yeah, they with with their huge amount of uh, DMC takedowns over the last couple of weeks. I think we covered it a little bit last week. Um, they uh, looks like they they got him with the the auto ban because you know yeah. that's how the auto bans work. Hmm. Which is it's especially annoying because. The band has even given permission for people to like uh, use their music in their in their their online streaming. They support yeah, dude, it. Lee is fucking awesome. He, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you if you ever have a chance and he's streaming, check it out because half the time they'll have someone else from a different band on there and they'll just fucking jam out and make a song in the style of another band. My favorite was watching them uh, make fun of Ale Force and then have Chris come on the next week. <laughs> uh. yeah i know i've been meaning to watch his streams i'm usually at work when they're going on though mm, yeah so speaking of twitch uh, it looks like they're also running a psa for anyone using ad blockers i haven't seen it yet but i might also be blocking it with my ad blocker <laughs> <laughs> Well, specifically to uBlock users, every ten or twenty minutes is what they're saying. So, um, I haven't seen anything with my ad block. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're trying to get there. Um, what is it? It's every ten to twenty minutes. They have a little site triggered mid-roll ad onto your stream. Um, this was just happening randomly. People don't know why. And a Twitch re Twitch representative said that it was happening because uh, 
users using uBlock, it is technically altering the site's uh, code, and that's why it was popping up. It's recognizing what's doing it, and that's why the the mid roll is popping up for them. Mm. Um, and you said that they were looking to move to banner ads, Doc. No, no, I said I would rather have banner ads than pre rolls. Oh. Uh, yeah, um, it's gotten kind of wild on Twitch with all the random ads now. Mm-hmm. So uh, Amazon patent or Amazon patents outline matchmaking based on player behavior and preferences to separate toxic gamers. Yeah, so toxicity in online gaming is a thing. If you've ever played with Jeff, you know how toxic he can be. <laughs> um, Horrendous. <laughs> and uh so what amazon has done is they patented a <laughs> they've patented a little technology that will recognize based on reports and whatnot that they hope to move those people deemed toxic into queues with other toxic people i mean that nice. would be pretty fun to watch but this is also <laughs> coming the problem is this is also coming off just player reports. So something needs to be done mm. about that um, because that in itself can be abused. So I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. They're going to find some poor teenage girl just trying to play Call of Duty. And <laughs> they're going to report her into the report shit her as toxic. Bodies. Yep. That's exactly what's going <laughs> to oh, happen. God. Oh, Lord. <sighs> this is why most of the women I play games with don't talk ever in the game. Because yeah. <laughs> like it or not, mm. teenage boys and frankly, men are assholes. Yep. So, um, yeah, they're working with uh, they're working with Athlon Games, a publishing mm. a publishing label of China based Leo Technologies. Um, this will be implemented with them in their the first place they're going to implement it is in their Lord of the Rings MMO. So, OK. But which who knows how far that out is out. So and another note on Amazon, they've published a statement lately that says you don't actually own any movies purchased on Prime Video. And I think this is something important to note. They they mention it's in their terms and agreements. Basically, they can revoke it at any time. You're not really buying it. You're just permanently renting it for a set fee. Um, I thought this was important to note because this is just how digital sales work. So so everyone knows if you buy something on the PSN store, on Steam, it, this is just how digital sales work. There's always this tiny little disclosure in the agreement that they can kind of yank it away at any time since you don't own the physical media. Um, so it's just kind of something good to keep in mind. Obviously it's never going to, well, I shouldn't say it. it's, it's rarely ever going to be a problem, but there is, you know, that 0.001% chance that they could be like, you don't own this game anymore because we're yanking it off the market. Right. So some Final Fantasy updates. Um, Final Fantasy 16 has released a website now, which has got tons of stuff on it. They have some official artwork that looks really good. Um, they've released some an area that lets you see some details about the world, lets you see details about all of the characters, and then has some messages from the developers. Um, I get more and more excited the more I read about it. It looks like it's going to be a really great high fantasy. Uh, I was really excited. I was really hoping for another um, heavy high fantasy base. Of course, uh, Final Fantasy always has some kind of tech feel in it, but some are heavier 
in the high fantasy area than others like Final Fantasy 9 and 12. Um, and I really wanted to see something like that again. And this one does look very much like that area, especially if you read more about the world. Um, it looks like a big theme in this one is going to be very, very, it's very reminiscent of Type O. If you played Type O and that different nations are kind of um, not owned, but dominated by different icons, which are what they call their summons or aeons in this one. Um, and they're kind of at ends with each other. So um, we have, what, six different uh, entities that they've drawn out in the uh, Grand Duchy of Rosaria, uh, the Holy Empire of Sambark, uh, the Kingdom of Wold, uh, the Dalmascan Republic, the Iron Kingdom, and the Crystallian Domain. Now, some of these um, make me wonder if they're going to tie this into Ivalice. I haven't seen anywhere... Specifically, where it's talking about it, but you know, things like the Maskin and um, the Grand Duchy of Rosaria make me wonder if it's going to be in that same universe. I've kind of gone into rabbit holes of which Final Fantasy universes are connected, so I'm, I'm not going to go too much into that. But it's, there's a lot of awesome stuff on that website to check out now. Um, there's still no release date going on on it, um, but they have said there's going to be more information coming in 2021 and that they are a lot further in development than people think. Um, so I think maybe holiday season 2021 is when we can expect to see it. That's my personal theory based just on Square Enix and what they tend to do. So that's, you know, not not based on any kind of leaks or anything like that. It's just my conjecture. So, um, but they say they did say and quote, our next big information reveal is scheduled for 2021. So in the meantime, I expect everyone to have some fun, some fun speculating, as we have a lot in store. Not only for the newest entry in the series, Final Fantasy 16, but for Final Fantasy 14 also. Needless to say, I'll be working hard on both. Quote from Yoshida. Um, and this is awesome. Um, Yoshida does a lot of great work. I'm excited to see it. Um, and this also kind of leads into our Final Fantasy XIV updates. There's not a whole lot uh, this week, but I did want to mention that the free login campaign is still going on. So if anyone wants to revisit or check out uh, Final Fantasy XIV, now is another really good time to do that. Um and speaking of Yoshida and talking about Final Fantasy, um, he did say in a recent interview uh, that he would, quote, love to see a Final Fantasy XIV crossover with Diablo or World of Warcraft. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And Sasquatch, you mentioned that Blizzard doesn't really do a lot of crossovers, so I'm not sure <clears> – <throat> Uh, what prompted this, but I, I mean, I'm not super into WoW. Um, I love Diablo though, and I mean, anytime I see crossovers like this, it's just fun to see communities kind of mixed together, you know. So it's probably he's said this before, I believe as well. Um, it's probably more of an interest in getting to work with the the people behind what is currently the largest and most popular mm -hmm. MMO. Um, Final uh, Final Fantasy 14 has securely taken position number two behind WoW. Um, ESO, whatever else there might be, is definitely further behind now. Um, since Final Fantasy 14 and WoW are different enough, they can house their own player bases. There's definitely some crossover between there. But it's probably more to get along with them and see what they do, what they do different, and maybe try to implement a few things. 
Um, it would be cool if there was some sort of crossover. I would probably do it. Uh, Blizzard has started to move. It seems into some adding sort of like some micro transactions of fashion items. Um, they recently just did that with their current like six month subscriber bonus trans so outfit. I've had uh, micro transactions for uh, cosmetics for years. Right, but not to the same capacity of other no, MMOs no, like Final like, Fantasy. It was like three different helmets or something that you could Yeah, buy. you have pets and mounts and stuff occasionally here or there, and uh, a couple toys that you can use in-game. Um, so that might be something they work with together on. That would be cool, getting a few Final Fantasy transmogs into WoW. That could be something, I, I suppose. I would, but As a transmog whore, I would be totally down for that. Right. Nice. So speaking of WoW, it looks like Blizzard's clamping down on WoW multiboxing. I don't know what that is, but I'm sure you guys will fill us in. So, so multiboxing oh, is where you take you get a, a bunch of accounts together and then you use uh, keystroke broadcasting software to control all of those accounts at the same time. Mm. Um, OK, yeah, people do that with RuneScape, especially old school, too. Because they don't have very good yeah. bot detection software, and and that's the problem. So no, is... no, it's not. It's not bot detection because there are actual human inputs prompting those movements. Yep, but they've also seen an increase, uh, an increasingly uh, negative impact to the game, uh, because the software is being used by people botting. I I guess I should specify because by bot I just mean like third party software detection. Sure. Yeah, that works. Yeah. But yeah, I've I've never had like a huge problem with like just the one person multiboxing a bunch of accounts because mm. you don't encounter it too often. It's kind of fun so to run into like a, yeah, a and, train and, of holy paladins just marching through. <laughs> and it, if you're crafty about it, you can totally kill the lead. If, if you can figure out who the lead character is and kill them fast enough, they won't get they won't be able to react to you and you can totally ruin their their. uh their group coll- collusion. It, it's almost like fighting mirror imaged ninjas. <laughs> yes. <Basically. laughs> so this, this uh, happened because multiboxers tend to um, effectively ruin a server's auction player auction house. Mm. Um, they'll have enough people gathering materials, crafting materials, crafting stuff to essentially either crash it and then take it over or the like. They also are a nuisance, especially in PvP. If you run into a group of, say, hunters, there's just nothing you can do as you're stunned into the ground and murdered by their <laughs> fucking raptor pets. So there is, there can be a negative effect of them. Um, some of them just like to play the game by themselves. It's weird. So, yeah. And it looks like uh, Activision Blizzard, again, in uh, kind of that same WoW vein, has made a $1.95 billion in the third quarter of 2020 and $1.2 billion in microtransactions. That's fuck you money. <laughs> that yeah. is fuck you money for just the publisher. <laughs> um, so, I mean, a lot of this has come out on top of uh, the success of Warzone and their battle pass and their I got oh, yeah, I yeah. myself out for the weird weeby content packs in that game. 
Mm-hmm. Even though my game still crashes every 30 minutes, Activision, please answer my nine tickets, please. Jeez, still? <laughs> still. The only yes. game to do so. I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, so Call of Duty Warzone is going to be their largest earner. Um, this is also including pre purchases for Shadowlands, the subscription base for World of Warcraft, or other games such as the remake of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Um, but yeah, uh, this puts their earnings to 65 cents per share. So each share went up <laughs> 65 cents. Okay. Um, and so during this, uh, around the time of this release, their earnings release, um, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick said that the company needed to hire over 2,000 people to meet its production demands. So they're also expanding because of their popularity, which is, you know, not a bad thing. They're yeah. using that money to hire more people, to get more content out, to make it more stable, stuff like that. So something I want to point out here that makes me giggle, um, this should highlight how fucking bad Cold War is. You just exclaimed that you not only still play Warzone, but buy things in-game, even though it crashes after 30 minutes of playing, yet you're mm-hmm. still playing it and buying things in-game, but Cold War was so bad that you returned your pre-order. Yeah, dude. Just the Warzone. relativity there, like, think about that, everybody. <laughs> Modern Warfare is such a smooth shooter experience. There is literally nothing. The closest thing that I think prior to Modern Warfare, the Modern Warfare remake, was Destiny. Destiny is really fucking smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, really reactive. It feels it feels right. It um, really does. Modern Warfare feels better. <laughs> and Bungie has is known for making just a good feeling game. That's why the original mm-hmm. Halo through Halo 3. That's why they felt so good. They were they were the, the pinnacle of shooters. Yeah. And yeah. Modern Warfare is there now. Yeah. And, oh. Interesting enough, so, um, there was a report in, I can't remember, Forbes or Bloomberg, where Activision was not happy with feedback from the beta, and they were hoping to get a huge revamp to the game before its launch, and they had one month to do this, so we'll see how that goes. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. Right. Excuse me, gentlemen. I got to head out. I got to work right. tomorrow. Didn't think we were going to be up this did, late. Did you have any topics we haven't covered yet? No, I talked about it with the uh, PS5 mm. updates and all that. Okay. Well, right. have a good night, Jaff man. Uh, hey, Jaff, what have you been playing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Modern Warfare. <laughs> excellent, excellent choice. Still, getting, still try to get camos. Camel toe. <laughs> Never mind. Hi, Jeff. Um, that's enough. That was, that was <laughs> Get out of Shots. here. <laughs> Love you guys. Take care. Later. All right. So, um, EA has been fined for basically being EA. I can't believe I asked if that was the actual t- article <laughs> because I fully believe that would be the actual article name. You, do, you um, never know. It's not surprising, man. After they put a fucking loot box hat in a child magazine. <laughs> Oh, fucking EA! Uh, <laughs> who posted this article? You, me? Yeah. Oh, God, ah. oh, it's just so EA. I forgot about it. Um, so EA has been fined ten million 
I'm going to guess euros because yeah. it's used in the Netherlands um, as Dutch cord sides with gambling authority. Um, the KSA, the Netherlands gambling authority, I suppose, um, is believes it is critical to shield vulnerable groups such as minors from exposure to gambling. The regulator explained for that reason, the KSA supports a strict separation between gaming and gambling. Gamers are often young and therefore particular, particularly susceptible to dis- to developing an addiction as such gambling elements have no place in games. Um, so this is just kind of coming along with a big push to get rid of loot boxes and stuff that might be considered gambling in games um, to protect our children because our parents can't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm far against this sort of. Uh, I, I don't know, censorship control Regulation. or something like that. Regulation, yeah. yeah. Keeping it out of children's magazines, that I can go for. Don't yeah. do that. But it's just a part of the game. Don't just store your credit card on a yeah a console like an adult should do. Kind kind of the same as like TV shows that like say shit and ass. If you don't want your kids to watch it, like maybe walk in the living room every now and then and make sure they're not fucking watching it instead of writing angry letters to the fucking Seth MacFarlane. I, you know, so yeah. So um, this fine was actually imposed last October, but EA had contested both the fine and the KSA's desire to reveal the, the people being fined to the public. Um, the, it's a three it's a three judge panel. Apparently, they ruled against the publisher on both fronts and permitted the KSA to levy the maximum allowable fine of five million euros to Electronic Arts. And the reason it's 10 million is because not only did they sue Electronic Arts themselves, but they also sued Electronic Arts uh, Swiss Sarl, um, which is probably the uh, local European office. So they just hit him double. Savage. Yeah. I don't know. Um, EA, EA argued that the FIFA loot boxes would not count as gambling under the Betting and Gambling Act because FIFA Ultimate Team Packs, loot boxes, whatever you want to call them, don't offer items of value because they cannot be directly converted into money. Um, FIFA is inherently a game of skill rather than chance and that there is no scientific evidence linking the opening of ultimate team packs to the gambling addiction. Uh, I mean, opening those packs is directly related to skill because those better players are better. Um, there's many videos on this. It, that's not really a good defense. Saying there's no link to them between gambling addiction. I don't know if that's technically not accurate, too. I believe there probably is something there. Mm. That's an, that's an entirely different argument itself, though. Maybe um, I can give my own subjective ins- experience, and that I have a I I I'll admit I have a straight up like gambling problem. Like people have to watch me when I go into casinos, and I have to go to like mm-hmm. sets about a money and leave my car at the hotel and that kind of thing. But I do not go like oh fuck out of control over loot boxes. Like I usually don't even like buying them. I like games where you can earn them, but I'll very rarely pay money for them. Um, so I don't personally say, and I mean, I, I have it bad with gambling, but I don't feel that need to like buy loot boxes because kind of like it says, I'm like, I'm not, there's no chance of me getting an actual financial up gain from it. There's just a chance of me like getting good stuff or getting better stuff that I'm paying money for in the game. So it's, it's just kind of like I'm paying money for in-game items and I'm either getting what I pay for or getting fucked all fucked over. And that's why I don't really do it. But yeah, I don't also, EA also argued that this was somehow going against their freedom of expression. So I don't I mm. think EA was just trying to, to use every defense that they uh, possibly could. 
Um, so yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm anti-regulation, but I'm also anti-EA. I'm also so for me, it's just like too, but... it's just like shitty people throwing shit at shitty people, and I just don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, uh, EA's <laughs> been doing poorly recently <laughs> with this sort of thing. And on that note, you were talking about earlier, there's nothing more I love than opening a pack of magic cards. So (laughs) that's my gambling. Yeah. (laughs) So um, Sony to buy Crunchyroll for over nine hundred and fifty seven million dollars. But they own Funimation, too, don't they? This would really cinch them in a little niche market. Yeah. So Funimation, I believe, is one of the larger just straight. publisher creator Mm -hmm. i don't know of of anime um and crunchyroll is the largest streaming service outside of japan it's mostly for american and european viewers and subscribers um it is the the largest way to legally consume both subbed and dubbed anime um, they do a lot of their own dubbing as well. They're one of the only ones that do simulcasting, which means that it once it starts in Japan, it's already subbed and ready to go in the U.S. Um, it's pretty neat. Uh, they have an impressive amount of free content that you don't even need to pay. Right. To watch. So generally, the only stuff you have to subscribe for is the most current episode, and it gets rid of ads. If you don't subscribe, you have a couple ads, and you have everything but the most recent episode, and that episode becomes free in a week. They are a huge, huge company. They have a bunch of manga. They have like even Japanese normal TV dramas and stuff. Um, It's just essentially like a portal into Japanese entertainment. Um, Even some Chinese and Korean. Oh, God, dude. I would have been a weeb way earlier. Right. Kids have it so so good nowadays. Yeah, I didn't start my weebery until I was like 18. I remember I like when I was a kid, I got really, really into Dragon Ball Z up until I was like about 10 maybe 11 because i only had local channels and it came on like channel 12 or something when i was a kid on saturday morning cartoons and then right when i think season around season six or season seven bam cable only and i wasn't able to watch dragon ball z again until i was an adult it was cartoon network and their adult swim i guarantee it yep they were the premier anime source (sighs) So. Yeah, pretty much the Steven, the Steven Blum show. Pretty much <laughs> I, uh, the same thing with Digimon, too. The first couple seasons, and then cable only. Man, I, w- I didn't get to watch a lot of TV growing up, but... Uh, Damn Canadians. Because, uh, as more my parents, but... <laughs> hey, I spoke Canadians. <laughs> oh, they're Canadian, aren't they? No. <laughs> I mean, citizens. Not even born in the U.S. or Canada, so he's like they're Canadians now. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't ruin don't ruin what we got going here. You're you're a local Canadian. We need to we need a token Canadian our, here. Yeah, we need a token. Anyway, <laughs> lived uh, in Quebec. All all media pretty much had to come in French. Um. So, what? what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Can we wind back? Like, what? So, Quebec's a crazy place. I love it, but it's a crazy place. They've got the uh, the Parti Québécois that is the like super French, like wants to leave Canada 
group. <laughs> and then they've got a bunch of, you know, normal fucking people. Um, but hey, I'm all for this leave Canada group. Let's annex Canada as the US. We haven't had a good annexing in a while. <laughs> but anyways, they like Don't everything a bunch of French Quebec people to annex to the US. Why? We can stick all the other French people with them we don't like. <laughs> just we'll just give them New York, man. Like, I don't know. Make New York like French Australia. Just throw them all in there. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's the, the French Canadian Australia. For this, we can get rid of the French from your home country. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Anyways, I, I grew up reading the, the manga in French. That's fucking weird. Because uh, actually it was amazing. Was it? Uh, the, Mongo was significantly better uh, in quality than than the anime ever was. Like, that's literally right. Like, I grew up looking at Akira Toriyama's gorgeous artwork. Like, in in like probably its best translation with uh, no censorship. Like, nice. like there there are panels that were completely changed in the Shonen Jump and English translations. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, when I saw them, just blew my mind. Like, in, like entire scenes were changed. Dialogue was changed uh, from what I had originally read, and it was, it was weird. Uh, there was uh, an original two-page panel of the entire cast uh, drawn chibi around First Form Cell, and they're all flipping him off and he's flipping all of them off. And it, it was a cool little two panel yeah. or two page panel. And then when I saw it and I knew it was coming up in Shonen Jump, <laughs> I was reading through that and it came up and they're all just holding their fists up as if they mm -hmm. were flipping him off. But they're not flipping him off. And it made me super mad. And Dragon Ball is super bad about that. I'm and, and everyone get your pitchforks ready. I prefer uh, dubbed anime because I guess I'm an asshole. But um, yes, one of the things <laughs> I one one exception is Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. I prefer a lot of times I'll listen to the dub and but I'll still have the sub on because the the fucking translation differences are bonkers. Just fucking Dude. bananas. I'm like, not gonna I lie. Dragon Ball Z is the only one I prefer dubbed because Goku's native voice actor is fucking awful. <laughs> well, it's just I just the, the dialogue differences are like the entire story of some of the episodes are fucking straight up different. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> anyways, I highly recommend learning French and getting the OG <laughs> French translations of Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> The way I did. <laughs> so yeah, this uh, this just shy of one billion purchase pack on track, I guess, <laughs> is coming along um, despite um, a original request of one point five billion dollars by U.S. telecom giant AT and T. They are the um, owner of Crunchyroll, um, who is the who is technically a Japanese based country uh, country company. Um, uh, AT&T does currently bundle Crunchyroll Combat into, uh, content into its HBO Max subscription, and it also does offer a separate Crunchyroll membership, so I don't know if that'll change. Um, probably not. Just some sort of deal between the two that this will just continue on. But it is reportedly half a billion dollars less than, uh, than originally asked for. So 
Sony thinks this will help buff up their entertainment offerings, which is kind of important because mm-hmm. um, most streaming content is dominated by like Netflix and Hulu. Well, they do have some limited anime content. This would give Sony like the large majority of legal streaming anime content available. Yeah, they've so, got a nice little corner carved out now. Um, I would also watch for this something to be if this does go through, I would watch for some like crunchy roll or Funimation thing to be available to PlayStation Plus subscribers as well. That's kind of like Microsoft has a whole bunch of stuff there. So I'm hoping for that. I know that both for both of them have had free like two months with PlayStation Plus, but I'm really hoping that like it'll just come with PlayStation <clears throat> Plus or something. That'd be really nice. And honestly, um, if Sony does acquire them, I would expect them to merge Funimation into Crunchyroll and just keep Crunchyroll as mm-hmm. a name because Crunchyroll is a well, well-known brand. They have like they have their own like little drawn mascot. They have their own very successful shop. They they create their own like statues. They import statues for export to U.S. and Western based customers. Mm-hmm. Um, Crunchyroll is much larger and much more successful than Funimation. And I would appreciate it because I don't like having to subscribe to Funimation also just to watch a couple shows. So, yeah. Crunchyroll has been around a long time now, too. Yep. Yes. Crunchyroll's I remember been around when ever. I remember when they were just small and struggling to get like licenses for stuff. Mm-hmm. So Genshin Impact is getting even more improvements and in recent news, it's earned over $245 million in its first month. Yeah, so that is that is a whopping amount for a free game right off the bat, um, especially uh, the, the first month of its existence. Um, gacha waifus. Yeah, so in its first two weeks, it earned $100 million, then it earned that much plus 50% in the next two weeks. Um, they're also, on top of that, they're also listening to feedback about Raisin, Accuation, um, which is what you use to um, do like multiplayer missions because it is a gacha game. They do lock you behind a, a kind mm. of a BS stamina system, but eventually you're only playing the game for like less than an hour a day. And that's fine. That's all you need in it. Um, they're also looking into how you can uh, you can play, use the gacha more to get your characters because it can be a huge money sink. So. But there's uh, new updates on the way. Um, including an entirely new region, new characters you can unlock via story mode as well as through the gacha functions. So, and a new base elements you'll be able to use with the traveler if you use them in your party. Also, um, they are planning a Nintendo Switch version, which would be Hmm. pretty dope. I would probably play it on that over my PC just because it seems like it would probably be the best way to play it, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) I might pick it up if it comes out for Switch. It's on PC, too. You can just get it now. Yeah, but if I'm on my PC, I'm going to play a not-gacha game. You honestly, if you're just playing through it, you don't know it's a gacha game unless you know it's a gacha game. Because hmm. you unlock party members as you just go through the game. Oh. That's all. Okay. Yeah. So I and- just heard gacha. Yeah, pass. Oh, right. Yeah. No, um, you can play complete without the gotcha functions. It is a very serviceable game. It is very fun. If have you played Breath of the Wild at all? Yes. That's the easiest game to kind of compare it to, and it's kind of art style as well. It's definitely more anime weapons than that. Break. No, weapons do not break, but you have kind of the same sort of collecting, crafting, cooking system as it. Your weapons do not break though. Plus, yeah, that, that's, that's the really reason why finished breath of the wild is because my weapons broke 
Yeah. Also, it has one of the more neat party systems you have. I've seen in a game where you have a, play, a character party. Um, all of your party members are not on the field at the same time. Rather, you hot swap through them during a fight so you can chain together their different elemental skills and chaining them together creates different effects on enemies, which you can help use get around like their elemental resistances and stuff. It is a it is a really unique and fun combat. So it's probably one of the more unique and fun ones I've seen in recent years, probably since like combining a gun and your your uh, special powers and Bioshock 2 at the same time, to be quite honest. So AMD announces Radeon RX 6800 XT graphics card, which will be available for 650 bucks. Yeah, so this is their um, card to rival the, the 30, 3700, 30, uh, 3070. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, they've announced it uh, in a live stream. Um, it is built on their new RDNA 2 architecture. And they're hoping to it'll top actually the 3080. So, yeah, it is to challenge the 3080 itself for $300 less, it looks like, 250 less. And this is that that's the same architecture that the next gen consoles are using, right? Um, the RDNA yeah, 2? Yeah. I think it's R. Yes, yeah, because yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be the. That's the one they have that has ray, essentially ray tracing, ray tracing and all that yeah. stuff. So um, we'll see how it performs. It has some good specs. I personally have never had good experiences with AMD stuff. Doc here has had great experiences with AMD stuff. It's on a user, for life. It's on a user by user basis, obviously. <laughs> I've got nothing but DOA cards and, and chips from them. <laughs> yes. I had poor luck. Um, however, uh, this card is launching November 18th. So right in the middle of people buying consoles, you can get an upgrade for your PC instead for the price of a console. Yeah. So from software acknowledges that Elden Ring does still exist. <laughs> yeah, so they acknowledge it does exist. We have not had <laughs> any news on this game. Um, it's being it's being written. The world is being designed by George R.R. R. Martin, which is probably why we haven't gotten that fucking book yet. Because um, mm -hmm. he's doing literally everything else but finishing Winds of Winter. <laughs> or any news on this game. Yeah. Um, Elden Ring was acknowledged as still existing in a tweet, and not even the primary tweet. Um, on October 30th, from Software Tweeted, we've released an update for Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Thank you so much from all to all of our players who've supported the game since it released over a year ago. We hope you enjoy the new content. And a follow-up, we also greatly appreciate all the enthusiasm and all the enthusiasm and support shown for Elden Ring, our next dark fantasy RPG. We hope you look forward to it. That is literally all the update we've gotten within a year. Apparently it still exists, which is good. So Whatever, I'll be excited when I hear about the next Armored Core. That's all I want I mean, from Prime Software. They're working on too because they do have they do have three studios. They've, uh, they've hinted at so. it, but that's that's yeah. what I want to see next from From Software. Is I need another a new Armored Core game. You know, there is no Armored Core for the fucking PS4 generation. None. The last Armored Core was PS fucking three. Damn. Yeah, I and gotta... that's oh man, I fucking love Armored Core. I want another one so bad. I've got a buddy who's really into the Armored Core series. He'd probably be super hype if they did something with that. Well, fingers crossed. I haven't, 
Has there been a good mech game in like the last decade? In my opinion, and not people, this is a controversial one. Armored Core is the only really good mech game that I've ever played. I this the first one I played. You... I got hooked on it when I was a kid, and I tried several other ones, but I'm just like, eh. Back I... in the day, there was a multiplayer only shooter one called Hawken, and it was fucking amazing. I don't think I played you that. Build... Oh, it was fantastic. Also, have you never played Titanfall? That is straight up a mech game. I actually have not. I did get Titanfall 2. I have it on a free download that I put on my backlog, but I actually have not played Titanfall yet. Multiplayer, they have a straight up mech only mode. Hmm. I, I do have the first Titanfall and I played it for a little bit. And it, it was good, how, but it was, much, it was it was not the type of mech game I was looking for. How much customization is there? Because one of the things I love about Armored Core is that you can it basically like a super, super... Um, souped up, you know, Call of Duty loadout system where you could load out every different part of your mech down to your core and your boosters and your CPU so, chips and everything. Definitely not like that, but more of like a traditional Call of Duty loadout. You can change your side weapons. You can change your main weapons around your shields. There were different skins you can apply, different abilities you can apply, yeah, different supers I you mean, can apply to it. Um, it. It is a really, it is really fun tight mech gameplay. There's different types of they're, they're called Titans, different types of Titans mm-hmm. you can use as well. So Ar- Armored Core would be more of a, a mech sim. Yeah, it's yeah, to a sim. yeah, yeah. Whereas I, yeah, okay, uh, I Titanfall see that. would be the the arcade. arcade. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed that we'll see something for the next gen, at least. Yeah. And if you can, Hawken might still be around. Try Hawken because it has that I'll huge that out. H-A-W-K-E-N. Because it, it goes down to the nitty gritty designing your mech like that, like you apparently want. So nice. So Ruined King is a League of Legends RPG. Yeah, so it is a single player League of Legends RPG coming to console, PC and Switch um, next year sometime. Um, it was at some point last year, Riot Games, um, creator of the, I think, yeah. Either most popular, second most popular uh, MOBA right now, League of Legends, also uh, really popular shooter right now, Valorant, and then Legends of Ruterra, their t- take on a TCG. Um, they have a new studio called Riot Forge, and they are responsible for publishing spinoffs to their games, um, specifically single-player RPGs. Um, the Ruined King is the first one of that. It is a turn-based RPG set in Ruterra, their world. Um they released a cinematic trailer for it. Uh, Riot generally does really good cinematic trailers as well. So if you if you might be into it, check it out. Um, it's coming out for Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC via the Epic Games Store. And a free upgrade to the PS5 and Xbox Series X will also be rela- released after the PS4 and Xbox One versions are out as well. Um, so it's just a, a typical turn-based RPG using various skills and abilities of the leagues of the League of Legends characters, specifically um, the characters based around their pirates. I forget where they're from. I haven't played in forever. Um, it'll be including League of Legends heroes, Misfortune, Alawi, Braum, Yasuo, Ari, and Pike. Okay, so mostly they're pirates and, of course, Fox Girl. Nice. 
Um, let's see. Vampire the Masquerade Battle Royale game has also been announced. Yeah, so, so Battle Royale Vampires. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the trailer they showed, it looked fantastic. It's probably the best looking Battle Royale so far, if that's if you can take the trailer as for what it is. Um, it's just a Battle Royale set in the Vampire Masquerade universe. Uh, not sure quite how it will work. It'll probably involve the same sort of melee range combat you have in the typical vampire the masquerade game as well as the you know vampire special abilities um you're also running from someone trying to hunt down the vampires as well so there are some npcs in it but it will take less take place in the city of prague where the game <laughs> traditionally takes place as well so Cool. So one thing. So check this out. So you didn't mention this. I did find that hawking game, and it's totally free to play. Uh, it's on the PSN I know it's store. Free to play. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't catch that. I, f I just found it. It's on the PSN store. Oh, I'm I never gonna, mentioned it. But... Uh, I'm going to toss that in my backlog for sure, though, because I looked into it a little bit. It's for if it's free to play, it's definitely worth checking out. So is it on Steam? No, I checked on Steam and couldn't find it. Then I checked Amazon and couldn't find it. So I just Googled it um, and found it right on the PSN store. Well, I don't have a PlayStation, so I'm. Um, there is a PC version I saw that it has. It's PC and PS4. Um, so I'm not sure what launcher it uses. I know I couldn't find it in Steam. Um, let's see. I think. Oh, oh no. The PC, oh, the rip. PC version. The PC servers are <sighs> down. It's also so that was an guess, article I came across. Guess However, where you have to get it. Microsoft the, Store? The Microsoft Store. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't had too many problems. Uh, I mean, Fantasy Star, obviously, but I feel like that was less Microsoft Store and more the choice of Microsoft Store. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft chose their own store and it backfired. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> everything else I've installed from it been perfectly fine hmm. um so i mean there is a single player mod for the pc version of hawken if you want to try it Lyndon. all right i'm interested link me <laughs> i will how about how about that i'll make sure it's in the right discord server too hmm. my weedy friends don't need a link to this <laughs> too it's too normal <laughs> Uh, you'd be surprised how much do they with love giant robots. Get a point. That, yeah. they, go, they go hand in hand. Oh, <laughs> God, what's that? Oh, dude, one of my fucking favorite animes that I saw a couple of years ago. I can't remember what it's fucking called anymore, but it was a mech anime. Um, it was about a uh, like a samurai in a mech suit. Fuck, what was it called? Big O. I don't know. Fuck. Uh, Fuck off! A I samurai can, and a uh, mech suit, like this ancient s samurai mech warrior. It, it's a really weird concept, oh, but it's really good. It's on fucking Netflix. Yes, I think there's like two seasons. But he, uh, he was are, transported are you to the future yes for me. Huh? Wait, what? Who were you saying yes to? De probably Wait, me yeah I, oh you're talking to me yeah no sasquatch i was i was yes it's it's on netflix and it's it's yeah it's like some it's like a samurai that special that like uses mech suits and it's this like old samurai that uh um, got transported to the future yeah yeah 
the chicken okay. found imprinted on him who is actually isn't the princess he's supposed to be guarding, but he ends up guarding her and they fight shit. I remember yes, this. That's what a fuck fucking awesome show, dude. I don't remember what it's called. I'm going to rewatch that. It's a good fucking show. That sounds totally relevant to my Kuro Mukuro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kuro Mukuro. Kuro Mukuro. Yeah. Oh, my God. Awesome show, dude. Awesome show. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give you a, and, a screenshot. Uh, also, if you like the uh, kind of anime style slammed in with mech stuff, if you've ever looked into oh. Xeno Saga or Xeno Gears, that's good shit, too. OK. <clears throat> So um, some RuneScape news. Uh, reminder to everybody that our double XP weekend or double XP live, as they call it now, starts uh, this Friday. So tomorrow for those watching on release and goes to the 11th. So make sure you're prepping for that double XP. They've already put out their uh, time to train thing in Treasure Hunter. Um They've also done an achievement rework, so uh, I'm going to read this quote from their updates. After 10 months of countless hours spent shuffling categories and triple-checking code, uh, just as an excerpt, anytime you hear someone say triple-checking code, that means they had shit tons of problems in their code. Um, we're proud. We're pretty proud to have achieved the achievement rework, a total overhaul of the achievement system that will be more expandable, more resilient, and much speedier. So there's a lot of details in it. Um, they've reorganized some of the categories. A, a lot of it's back-end stuff that you won't notice right off, um, but the entire thing is going to be a lot smoother. They'll pop up more smoothly. They're in more sensible categories, um, and they're in areas that are eat more easy to find uh, as well as some minor interface changes um, they've also uh, identified a couple of known issues in it uh, but they're very low low key so they're not going to worry about it until the new year things like if you achieve uh, if you get an achievement your rune score won't be immediately updated until you log out and log back in that's not really something that's that huge of a deal so it's just not on the priority list um, the yak track is now closed, so uh, it's yeah, it's completely closed now. You can still get some lore by talking to the curator at Birthrop, but the track itself is closed. Um, for Prime Gaming, they have announced that next week the Prime game, the new Prime Gaming item will be seven days of membership, which is pretty rad. Uh, the double XP week or WXP Live, whatever they call it now, it's plus 20% XP for free players and double XP for members. So this is a great time to get some free membership. So if you have Amazon Prime, you get a free seven days of RuneScape membership right when they're doing their double XP weekend. Um, and that's about it for the news. One thing I did want to point out that I thought was really cool of Jagex, and they're really good about this. Their servers did go offline for about an hour, half an hour to an hour um, earlier in the week. And, man, they were on top of it. And not only were they on top of fixing it, as soon as it happened, they were constantly tweeting – or not tweeting, but updating Reddit with updates on where they were in fixing it. Um, and I just want to give kudos to Jagex because there's not enough companies that are like as connected as to the community as Jagex has become in the last few years. Yeah. I was actually impressed when you, uh, shared a, a screenshot or something of that. Mm -hmm. You don't see hey, that from a lot of companies anymore. It's notable because they used to have the most trash 
fucking customer service and community management imaginable. Uh, but they did just a whole renovation of it like four or five years ago, and they've been doing an excellent job since then. So, um, Guild Wars 2 Steam has uh, been put on, or the Steam release has been put on hold, which is disappointing. I was actually looking forward to getting back into Guild Wars once I hit Steam. Yeah, they put it on hold and decided to focus more upon the next expansion. That um, makes sense. The uh, the hold was partially placed because they were having problems getting the old uh, Arena.net accounts to merge with Steam accounts. It wasn't completely possible at all to begin with. So you'd have to go through and make your own one. And they haven't found a workaround for that yet. So like, ah, I guess we're putting on hold. And they're working on their End of Dragons expansion instead. Um, it was supposed to be released, I believe, next Tuesday on the 10th, which I was looking forward to that and playing yeah. it again because I'm having an issue getting my old uh, my old ArenaNet account back. I'd have to start over anyways, and it's free to play. Um, and this was this was kind of following in the footsteps of you know Star Wars: The Old Republic coming to Steam, as well as RuneScape, which is there now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Bless Unleashed is going there as well. Um, Black Desert joined a few years ago for its Western audiences, just because it's where you know Steam is a highly installed storefront yeah. and a game managing program because it manages your games not in Steam is also. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of disappointing it's not coming to Steam. But they decided to focus on End of Dragons uh, primarily and put out as good of a product there as they can. They did not completely stop working on their Steam version. They've just put it on the back burner and moved, shifted yeah. most of the focus to End of Dragons. Makes sense. So Bethesda's interested in more multiplayer games. Um, and like I mentioned, I don't have too much to say because I haven't tried either um, Fallout 76 or Elder Scrolls Online. Um, but I haven't heard great things, so good luck to them, I guess. Um, they said they're interested in more multiplayer games. They're happy with Fallout 76's now. They said their approach to them needs to change. Um, 76's launch was riddled with bugs, connectivity issues and stuff. Um, I played it over like a free two weeks and I actually enjoyed Fallout 76. The world was kind of barren without any NPCs, which has changed. Now they have NPCs. They have the Brotherhood of Steel in there now as well, um, which it would be, I think, the incarnation of the Brotherhood of Steel because Fallout 76 takes place the year the bombs dropped. So, oh, okay. 2076, I believe. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, I believe it's come. It should be coming to Xbox Game Pass here shortly. I'll pick it back up again then and see how it is because Bethesda is now owned. Uh, Zenimax and Bethesda are now mm-hmm. owned by Microsoft, so their games are also involved included with Games Pass. So I'll give it a try again then. Um, overall, it was an enjoyable experience. It was pretty fun. Uh, I think it'd be much more fun if you had a group of friends to play with. Mm-hmm. So see how it goes i'm curious to see is what they'll throw in because they already have an elder scrolls multiplayer game and you know elder scrolls online maybe they'll try to uh, approach it more like 70 they did with 76 and give it more of like an open worldy feel mm-hmm. more sandboxy feel like 76 really is than eso so who knows but they're they're happy with where it is now um as they understand they need to change how they launch them because it had a really rough launch and first few months lack of content etc 
oh man, it's something I- they're work they're happy to work on and with the backing from Microsoft, it, 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 I'm sure they'll have some positive changes because where Microsoft is at right now with their games is a pretty good spot as well. I just had a nightmarish thought. What if Starfield turns out, out to be an six MMO? Only. <laughs> oh, God, don't. Don't say that. You shut your whore mouth. Starfield could turn out. Starfield could probably turn out to be a space version of Fallout 76. That's true. I mean, Fallout 76 still does have the main quest line and everything. I would actually it's still be... open world like the Fallout games. It yeah. still has hub points. I, I think I might be fine with that just because um, I don't have. They'll probably at this point realize, hey, put NPCs in the game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have any like exact expectations for Starfield. I think a space based kind of Elder Scrolls game would be cool. But like I said, I don't have any real expectations. And if they did come out like that, then it would be. Um, more likely that ES6 would probably come out a little bit sooner behind it. So um, we'll see what they do, though. So Sega is uh, poised to leave the arcade management business. <clears throat> Whose topic was this? Yes, this is mine. Oh. Um, I was pulling it up. Gotcha. So... Sega Entertainment is selling off their arcade division to a separate company. Um, we did, I did, we did report earlier about them closing the uh, Akinahabara building mm. in August, um, which was their last major arcade. Um, the arcade business is slowly dying. People don't need to go to arcades anymore. COVID sped up the arcade business, dying. So, yep. Um, with that closing of their last major arcade uh genda which operates um amusement machine amusement machine rentals online crane games brand consulting etc etc you know stuff you'd see in arcades they purchased that entire division of sega (coughs) um sega entertainment's not moving out of video games they're still going to produce arcade machines they're just not going to have their own arcade buildings anymore um so, yeah, Sega is officially out of the arcade business with the closing of mm. Akina Barra Building 2. So um, this is just, once again, their amusement operations. So whatever. Yeah. Everything else will still be there. And the few arcades we have here in the West will still see Sega machines. So yeah. just they won't operate their own. This was a, a big sale, too, because this was... Um, 199 various entertainment facilities that oh, they wow. were getting rid of at the same time. So yeah, definitely not as big as their as Akinabara, but yeah, a lot of them. So looks like the last thing on our list tonight: uh, SpaceX's Starlink internet speeds are consistently topping 150 megabits per second. Which I'm yes. personally excited about that because this could be my opportunity to get real fucking internet. Hey, your also other opportunity cannot be to live in like an armpit of America. That's true. <laughs> the tippy top of a hair. Um, right. The biggest challenge so far apparently is slashing the initial six hundred dollar upfront cost. So it's not like a monthly fee. It's an installation fee of the disc and lining up over the satellite, stuff like that. Yeah, and then um, it's 100 bucks a month. The speeds think, are consistently bad. topping 150. No, I mean, I, I pay that much for 200 yeah. megabits right now. So 
uh, 150 for 200, especially satellites, not too bad. Um, right now, Musk said the biggest challenge is slashing that $600 upfront cost, which, mm. I mean, that's what you pay for with regular satellite internet anyways. Yeah. Um, the fastest internet speed they have recorded with it is 205 megabits in Bellevue, Washington. Um, normally, it's between 50 and 150, which, honestly, that's not that bad. 50 and, is what you need for most things. 150 is what you want if you have five dudes streaming video games at the same time. Yeah. And I mean, I pay a hundred bucks a month and mind you, it's CenturyLink. So it's my phone because I have a landline phone, too. So it's my phone mixed with my Internet is a hundred bucks a month. And I get wait for it. <laughs> 20 megabits per second. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And most of that is download. Well, my upload speeds vary between half a megabit per second and two megabits per second, which is why I can't stream. I mean, if you can put forth that initial six hundred dollars, this might be a good option for you. I um, tried. I was on the beta list. I'm literally. They did it off of your fucking um, longitude, and I was. I swear to God, like five fucking miles off of not being eligible for the goddamn beta. I would. I would continue trying because uh, as of now, they do have 900 different satellites orbiting the Earth supporting this. Um, I'll look into it because I'll put $600 out for that if I fucking if it means I could get this kind of speed. I'll fucking shell out 600 bucks. <laughs> especially because like i need high speed internet for work you know what i mean like it's not just gaming like i need it but yeah, yeah. so what is it it's a uh, 600 up front to join that's 499 for the tripod the router uh the terminal connect with the satellites and 99 dollars for the monthly subscription so mm-hmm. yeah um it looks like a typical satellite dish blah 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 whatever um he said it could take a couple of years to make that install equipment much, much cheaper. And this is also notably one of the first times he's also said he's having trouble lowering the cost of something they produced. Yeah, uh, that's also a notable thing on here. But whatever. Um, it's expensive to make that kind of shit. Yeah, it is. And it's supposed to be having another larger beta test available here soon in the U S as well as expanded to Canada as See, well. Yeah, as so. where I was the, the, as soon as they expand even a little bit, the beta coverage, I'll be eligible. So the next round is I'm eligible for. <laughs> so hopefully I'll be streaming soon. We'll see. Uh, that would be so, a good change. Speaking of streaming, I've had a uh, Twitch going since uh since we talked about it and i have not seen a uh an ad on this channel Hmm. or rather the the psa yeah for using ublock well speaking of uh streaming and twitch there doc what have you been playing this last week oh i've been getting a little bit more into world of warcraft again Um, you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, they, they gave me back single-minded fury now if only the game would give me some one-handed weapons mm. uh, that's my <laughs> my current issue but well, uh welcome to the weapon drop weight uh i'm your host <laughs> <laughs> i have uh i uh i streamed a bunch of guilty gear this week had the uh the tournament last weekend had that five go? and five nice so 50 percent's not not bad yeah it's uh i got one i just got technically one more win than last time how about you said technically 
How about you, Sasquatch? What have you been playing this last week? World of Warcraft, uh, Fantasy Star as well. More mm-hmm. content just dropped for it. Um, Genshin Impact. Really? Magic the Gathering? Mm-hmm. Not, not much mm-hmm. different than normal, really, honestly. Mine, mine is... Partic- part- participating in some MTG tournaments again, so it's nice. Currently yeah. in a month-long legacy tournament with a four thousand dollar deck hmm. prize <laughs> yeah mine mine hasn't been too far off the norm except that now it's kind of back to normal before i was just able to do a little lightly runescape and final fantasy 14 here and there now that works eased off a little bit i've gotten quite a bit back into 14 and i really put the pedal down on runescape because i wanted to finish up that battle pass the uh, before it finished up, which I barely, I mean, I had like minutes left and I was able to max it out before it was over, um, but I did get it. Um, and then Dogsathoth and I are starting a series, a video series for RuneScape. I'm doing a uh, tips and tricks series and imparting my, you know, almost 20 years of wisdom of RuneScape onto Dogsathoth, <laughs> who just started playing. Um, so we're kind of uh, teaming up to do a, a video series where I'm kind of helping him out and he's asking questions and representing, you know, newbies starting up, especially because there's a lot of new people um, starting up through Steam. So, you know, that's that's something to check out, too, is my new video series on tips and tricks in RuneScape. Um, and then I've been uh, starting up on Call of Duty some more, as I mentioned earlier, too. And I've got a nice list of backlog stuff that I haven't got to yet, but um, I'm hoping to start breaking into soon. Um, so I'll let you guys know how that goes. Good luck. Backlogs can be yeah. daunting. <laughs> so I get ten more. I get twelve more games every month with Humble Bundle. Oh that I have God. to play. <laughs> yeah. One of these days, I want to get the. Uh, Game Pass too, because I don't have an Xbox, but there's enough shit that I can get on PC that I think it'd be worth it for me. So. Um, I mean, all their first party games are on PC yeah. come with Game Pass. Same with all the Bethesda games now. It's yeah. So I'm, I'm going to get it one of these days. Value. It's yeah. the best about Game Pass. Uh, if you get a uh, Discord Nitro uh, subscription, it comes with three months of it. So Ooh, pro tip. Yeah. I've I just been... got Games Pass for three months because I picked up Discord Nitro. <laughs> oh, also, I, I... a Games Pass comes with a Nitro subscription, so you can choose one or the other. <laughs> well, I might be getting... I might be getting... Well, I, I'm trying to get uh, it covered because I, I might be a, it might be a work write-off for me getting Nitro since I've been doing work through Discord. Um, so I, I might be getting Nitro anyways just because I need it for working in Discord. But um, Hey, man, those those uh, extra emoji and animated emoji slots are important <laughs> for education. Well, what I, what I really need it for is fucking the file transfer, being able to send something more than fucking eight megabytes. Uh, yeah, the limit is 100 megabytes, just so you know, even with Nitro. Yeah, but like some of the documents I need to send are just like twenty megabytes, and I'm like, are you fucking can, kidding me? Now I gotta send an email because this you shit. You can Dropbox that's that for free or Google Doc that for I free. I know. Well, and I can email it too. It's just like this is much faster. So, but Gmail has a five mega or gigabyte limit for a file. Mm-hmm. No, to- Well, yeah, that's total. He has though. to use his work email, though. I'm sure. 
Yeah, and no, I got plenty of solutions. It's just it's more convenient since I'm streaming inside of Discord to be able to just drag something and throw it into the Discord chat instead of having to send an email or put it yeah, through Drive fair. or OneDrive or whatever. I believe you can also up your uh, your upload limit through the Discord boosts. Mm-hmm. That gets expensive, though. Oh. Yeah, better to just yes. get the Nitro. Yeah, no, Nitro Besides. comes with with uh, two boosts. Besides, um, really, the only good thing that multiple boosts are for is for the more emotes. That's all you need is just more emoji. It's yeah. true. Plus, I, it's I, how I can take all my weird weeby emoji from my <laughs> 300 subscribed servers and throw them in whatever channel I want. <laughs> all right. So that... the, the, the reaction I just put on your. Pony Canyon. <laughs> all right so that's going to do it for us for this week everybody thanks so much for tuning in don't forget to go like and subscribe on facebook.com slash darkfeathergaming and all of our individual channels which are listed in the description and or comments below thanks everybody and have a great rest of your week good night uh i'm gonna practice my cat boy outro meow <laughs> 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 <Jesus Christ. laughs>